Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner. I'm your host, Dorothy Odell. Before we get started and bring our amazing guest up, I just want to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Cast Magic. For those of you that it's a one person show and you're out there, you're doing podcasts, you're doing coaching, this is the thing for you. Uh, it not only takes your content, it cr also creates clips for you. It creates uh, coaching notes. It creates uh, social media content. Uh, it is the best investment that I made in 2024 thus far. So definitely just go take, check it out. Um, just click on the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? I have it in the comments anyways, just click on that, get your free trial if nothing else, but I'm excited to bring Rob to the show. Welcome Rob. Hey, I, I, if, if you've been blessed to be featured on one of his featured Fridays all of last year, then you're definitely doing something right. So, you know, I had to honor the guy back and say, hey, bring him back on the show. So welcome, Rob. Glad to have you. Here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, that actually started back in April of 2020 in the pandemic. Oh, wow. Somehow I've managed to keep it going. I, I feel like it's lost a little traction. At one point, there used to be 15, 20, 30,000 views on those posts. Right. Uh, but you can't control the LinkedIn algorithm, and that seems to change all the time. And you can see posts go from, you know, 10,000 to 300. It was the same content. They just changed the algorithm. Right. Wow. I didn't, keep going. It had been going, I didn't realize it had been going that long. But that long. I know. I know. I've featured wow almost 200 people now i've done a direct count but i should do it because that 200th person's got to be somebody special i guess for you sure must be crawling up to that that's awesome well, i wanted to have you here though because i i've heard so much about the drunken grape and i really don't i have i, I apologize i have not taken the time okay. to go search you and i thought why don't i just bring you on and interview you instead and <laughs> that way i can get my questions answered and uh definitely share the world with you. So tell us more about what you do. Sure. Well, the Drunken Grape is a uh, wine, you know, focuses predominantly wine and beer events, uh, a lot of live tasting parties. I obviously I've got an extensive mixology background because I started off as a bartender before I moved into the world of wine. That's something I don't mention much, but that's something that's getting reignited now. So to cover off the Drunken Grape, we do a lot of high engagement events on uh, wine, spirits, beer, mixology, a lot of food pairing events. So I get involved with chefs. Uh, we curate a whole dinner that's paired with wine and beer, and then it becomes it's presented and the key is to just get people involved in the world of joy. If I have to think of one word of why I love this business, it's because it brings joy. Just joy. The word joy comes out. Or love. Hey, it's Valentine's it's Day, right? Valentine's. You know, everyone loves a good glass of red wine on Valentine's Day. And I've got a Malbec here I can talk about in a little bit by uh, Katina. Katina Zabata uh, Bodega or Wineries. It's an epic winery in Argentina. Um, but... Uh, 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's that element, and then there's the marketing element. So I've done a lot of work branding and presenting people on television and local TV. Um, you know, I've uh, done some video work for wineries and breweries in the past. And it's something I actually stepped away from. I actually stepped away from this business for a little bit. And I ended up studying a real estate course in Costa Rica not too long ago. I uh, started to delve into other opportunities and other things and decided that, you know, I'm going to keep doing that, but I'm going to get back into the core of this as well. Um, a lot of it was virtual during the pandemic and that had a lot of success, uh, but just reigniting the live part of it is a bit of a challenge, especially here in Ottawa, because people tend to be entrenched in what they do with the same, you know, very conservative socially, even though it's quite left-wing liberal politically, which is odd because you think that if it's going to be that way, then they're definitely going to throw these big swinging, engaging parties at least and have a pile of people there and try different things. But it doesn't work that way in this city. It's an oddball, but it is what it is. And what you do is you just shift gears and you, um, you step the market out and step it up into other places while you continue to build. That's it. Right. I, I love that. Yes. I think positive. Trying to be, yes, we had, especially as a Canadian, you had to keep positive through the whole pandemic thing. Um, you know, there was a lot going on here in our country that didn't happen in other countries. And it was uh, at times, I don't know about you, but I wanted to pull my hair out. I, I, yeah, I, like the emergency act was excessive, I found. I mean, uh, I, I live in Ottawa. So I walked through um, that camp out literally where the truckers were protesting quite a few times you know i am not in no way in any vaxxer and no way did i identify with a lot of that on a personal level um but i do respect people's rights to freely speech uh, freely speak and protest yeah. and for the most part i can tell you outside of a couple of ruckus of parties where the police were just walking by watching people fire off fireworks and turn the place into a discotheque it's not really the trucker's fault. It's more law enforcement's fault. But I can tell you, they didn't do a lot of damage to anybody or anything. Um, you had the odd fringe ones that had to be moved out in the end. But to literally take away the rights of citizens across the country to push 300 people out in the end was ridiculous. All they had to really do was, in the beginning, was, you know, I could see Jean Chrétien or one of those old greats talking, going, you have three days to do this and then you must leave. And it would, that's it. That's how it would have been dealt with. And he would have come to the hill and talked to them. Wouldn't have ran to a cottage. So, I mean, that caused a lot of stir. And I agree with you. Like, it was just, it feels like a weird piece of time gone. Like, it feels like I woke up from a bad dream. You know, it, and it's it, uh, 100%. <laughs> and if you were blessed, like I was, to have a child that was homeschooled, that that just did not help at all. That did not oh, yeah. help his social skills. That did not help his learning. That actually pushed him back and now being forced to say, well, you know what? Now we have to push you forward without any extra help because, unfortunately, that's there's no extra help available. So, yeah. Yeah. And, we, and you, you know, you see it as well in hospitality. Um, I see it amongst the adult population. A lot of people working from home now have forgotten basic please and thank you or even how to hold a door for an old lady coming up behind them. Yeah. And it, it is really the damage lockdowns. And, I, you know, I understand why they all occurred at first. We had no clue what this was and what was going on. Um, but they got excessive in the end. And mm -hmm. oddly and sadly, the only thing that turned that around was a complete trucker revolt stirring up the nation's capital other than that 
who knows, we might still be locked down. But the thing is, it's just, you know, the positive takeaway of that is just be grateful for the time you have. Um, work on things you could, which I did. You know, the Friday feature came out of from that, as well as virtual events. I got to engage with people, you know, from all over the place and became part of a company called Cheftorial, where I came in as a resident sommelier to do, you know, like alumni engagement parties for like the University of New York or a whole business group located out in LA. Like stuff that never would have happened, happened. Yes. And that part of it is definitely added to the business acumen of the drunken grape. And, you know, it also got me to launch a podcast, the success happy hour, it started off the success happy hour experience, we break bread over drinks and have a toast. And, you know, I, I interview people from all walks of life that have done tremendous things, whether they, you know, overcame cancer, or they became a world renowned author, or, you know, they're a big investor globally in real estate, or they delve into cryptocurrencies and alternative finance and have done really, really well with it. There's a whole array of things we get into success stories on sales, all of it. And you think about it, being on social media, and us being drawn to it, particularly in that period of time, really helped accentuate some positive things too. And that's, that's the stuff I want to remember coming out of it. And I think that's the part of the, that is the candle that we got to hold on and continue to burn. If that makes sense. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. So now getting back to the drunken grape, how can we support you? What is it that you, I know that you're, we're looking at different things uh, over the last month with the business. So what is it that, how can we support you and how can we have one of these parties online? Well, we could all get together. I think um, I'm always willing to do this with friends. Um, you know, it's always, uh, I've learned not to do the consumer side of it. I tried it once, had a couple of clients that didn't even bring the proper product. Uh, the co-host, uh, you know, stumbled and bumbled and showed up in an RV in the middle of nowhere. It was just misaligned and not professional at all. I had to speak for two hours, which is exhausting. Nobody should be put through that. Um, so on those things, I would rather just do it to build community. If somebody's working on a charitable thing, then I'll come in and let's just do a toast and a bit of a wine tasting to move it along to help you. I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy to have discussions with companies that are serious about changing how they conduct events, uh, whether they want them me to come in live or they want a hybrid model where they want to meet at a hotel lobby and I come on live to speak. I think that's probably now moving forward one of the most effective ways to do things. But if you're an organization looking for something engaging that really brings meaningful, purposeful events and experiences, experiences, engagement, those are the two key things, right? And happiness and joy. Let's have that dialogue. Let's have that discussion. I think those things are what really drives, drives things forward. You can't really ask for business outright because I'm a firm believer that you need to have the relationship uh, etched out in stone there. And, you know, you're in business too. And, I'm sure you'd agree with this is my philosophy. Relationship building is fundamental, not, you know, the old school way of doing things. Baby boomers love doing transactions and they're very transactionally thought, uh, uh, very transactional and thinking that doesn't work in today's world. You got to get up and get out and speak to people and they got to bridge a connection with you and they got to feel a vibe with you. Like, and you've got to feel a vibe with them. Do you really want to work with somebody that you don't have a connection with? I mean, I could tell you that, you don't make friends with people that you don't have a connection with. You can be civil, you can be polite, but you're not, you're just going to move on. And so are they. Right. 
you're not going to. So it's important to connect. And the most important thing for me is if you want conversations about that, or you just want to get out and connect with me and just say, hey, Rob, you know, I saw you here on LinkedIn. It'd be great to connect with you and have a conversation. I really welcome that because I think great things happen from that too. I can tell you, I featured one of my Friday features recently at Evans Durant, brilliant guy, man of faith, excellent character. Um, also very savvy in sales and business. Well, he's stepped down in his own way and he sent up his book. He's got this book called Send Me. You open up evansduren.com. You know, he sent me a couple copies because I featured, you know, and these are things that happen when you engage in social media. It won't be direct money. I mean, the only thing that I think that directly can monetize is TikTok or YouTube, depending on how it's built up. But even then, most of it's sponsorships and indirect support or people you know, I've been gifted courses into wine and beer, and that's helped my professional career. I've been moved into the world of real estate investing, thanks to having guests on my podcast. You know, and I get this book and he even sends it, you know, you know, Rob, thank you uh, so much for your support signed by him. I mean, those are the kinds of things you get when you build proper relationships online. You're not looking to just spin your wheels and sell right away. You know, have we, haven't we all got that message where it's like, Hey, I see you have a podcast. I can maximize your YouTube channel. And you find out they're from Bangladesh or somewhere in India and they're trying to sell you all the time. Or they're trying to sell you cryptocurrencies or the newest, latest gimmick. Mm -hmm. Dorothy, would it not be better if they just asked to talk with you first and just said, hey, listen, I see you out here. This is what I do. But I just want to see if we, we can connect and jive. Mm -hmm. How about you just write that? You know, I'd like to see if we could connect and jive. would love to have a 15-minute Zoom call or Google Meets call with you or Microsoft yeah. Teams. Can we do that? Well, hell yes, of course we can. Any one of us would say, yeah, I'll give you 15 minutes. Yeah. If it's good, it always goes way past that. If it doesn't, then at least you have that engagement where you touch base in real terms. You had a real conversation. And keep to anybody listening to this, keep building and growing on that. Exactly. I've got at least 20 people in my DMs right now. Just, hey, you know, I can take your podcast and I can do this to it and I can do that to it. And then I don't answer right away. And the, well, you're not answering me? Like, I'm like, no, I don't. Do you know how busy I am? I have a full time job and I have a business and I run three shows. No, and I'm you've sorry. got a kid. And I've got, got a kid. I've got a stepson and a husband. So no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer every DM the moment I get it. And especially like Rob said, if you're not trying to build a relationship, no, you're at the bottom what of my doing? list. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we met just by chatting. I think we connected on somebody's live, just following, uh, maybe even it was shut out Saturday. One of those shows along the way, one of those shows. And then you shared, I shared my cancer story on Tim's show and you That's shared right. your sister's story. The loss on, of my twin. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and connected on there and then yes. yes and i had no idea i was being featured by you no idea next yeah, time talking about came my up. linkedin live and i'm just like what <laughs> but but in the midst of it you know we became friends on this platform we've engaged it's been a while but we you know it feels like time just we've just caught up having being here already for a few minutes you know and it's yeah. it's because we took the time to properly talk Hey, what do you do? What are you into? What makes you tick? Hey, you're Canadian as well. Oh, wow, you fought cancer. That's horrible. I'm glad you su you succeeded because we know the other outcome is, uh, well, you wouldn't be here and it's a horrible outcome. Um, but 
you know, on that note, I continue to give money to cancer. I think I just donated to leukemia and the pinky swear group this week. And I tell people, man, if you can every time in a month, if you can find it in your heart to give 50, at least 50 bucks a month, I try to do more, but some budgets allow for it, but do what your budget can. Giving has massive reciprocity. It has massive life-changing events that you're not even aware of. It's like gossip. Like we're not, most people aren't aware of how much damage gossip does. That's why I hate gossip. I rather talk thoughts and ideas. And if I see somebody gossip, I disengage and run the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the opposite of that. Think of positive terms. If you can give a bit of yourself and time and effort and money, it can have cascading effects in such good ways like you know there are people out there fighting cancer who who are wondering how to even afford next month's rent or food especially in the states they've been cut off of medicare because Mm -hmm. uh they have a pre-diagnosed condition in canada the wait times have gone ridiculous you know they may need the help of a specialist that a few thousand bucks gets them right in there to see the specialist and may have to go stateside but the results then go once they get that specialist the Canadian doctor can see them right away because the hurdle is the specialist. Mm-hmm. Donations help so much. And you know, Dorothy, I'm so passionate. I forgot you're actually a cancer survivor until now. And I apologize for that. But well, so actually, many people. <laughs> my, dad, was, my dad died of cancer. Uh, I'm not a cancer okay. survivor. Okay. So sorry. But, that's uh, But uh, yes, now I, yeah, I remember your father had passed. My sister had passed. It was neck and neck on the period of time. But even then we've dealt with so many people impacted by loss or they have directly have the disease and those donations also help people indirectly that are supporting someone with cancer too that's the other thing i mean i saw the amount of effort it took to support my sister in palate going into palliative care mm-hmm. i saw my dad in his last month i saw you know what kind of care and time is needed and the effort my stepmother put in to make sure he was okay um Giving yourself and building those relationships and stepping up and out and giving of your time and money and energy is probably the greatest things you can do. We're here for a finite amount of time. And, uh, you know, under the, under the sun with the Lord, you really only have so much time Mm -hmm. and you're measured when you get out of here by what good you brought and the measure of decency you had. And I think we all have, time time is finite but we still all have some time and giving yourself to bridge relationships and help other people i think that's some of the most important things we can do uh, to help people whether it be illness entrepreneurship getting their first career on this platform changing careers late in life where they're scared and over 55 and wondering with all the skill sets they have if anyone will ever employ them again we're there to help and i think you know, having a show like this helps those things too, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's funny to that- segue away, but I think it's important to to, <laughs> to mention these things when we have the opportunity. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree with you. And you know, it's funny because um, after my dad passed away, we we decided to every year have a tournament, a golf tournament in his honor. And awesome. so each, my goal is to reach a hundred thousand dollars. Um, that we could raise to give to to somebody here in Chatham Kent that has had uh, 
that's had cancer. And so the first year, okay, we had a handful. It was mostly just family. This last year, we ended up doubling the amount of teams and we got nine, uh, nine sponsors, nine whole sponsors. So we were able to donate $1,000 to the Chatham Can uh, Peer Cancer Support Group. And that money was able, um, she was able to get um, medicine that she needed. So it was, uh, it was like, this is what, this is what it was all about, right? And so this year, it's the tournament's August 3rd. So hopefully you can come on down, Rob. Uh, it's not uh, that far. That's true. That is not far. And it's in Tilbury. So it's not even in Windsor. So it's a little bit even closer to you. Um, nice. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you're right. Because raising that money, um, you know, and... Uh, Jessica comes from like when I first when my dad was first diagnosed, she was the one like she's got um, metastatic breast cancer. So, oh, no. but she was the first one to say, "Hey, you know what do you need?" Um, when we found out, and it just so happened I just happened to meet her the same night that my dad was diagnosed at some. Um, it was Dare to Share. Um, it was she was sharing her cancer story, and so I'm bawling by the time I'm done. She's you know, well, how can I support you? I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're the one that's got metastatic cancer. How can I support you? Right. And so that's what you just said is, is so, so true. And so that's why we partnered up with her and giving people that, because not every, we were blessed. All um, medications were covered for my dad, but not everybody's is. And you're right. It's getting, yeah, tougher. It's getting tougher in the Canadian healthcare system too. And in the yeah. States, my God, like you can have the red carpet roll out if you can afford it. Yeah. But the amount of medical bankruptcies in America is mind boggling. Um, yeah. You see people who go from millionaire to nothing just trying to save a loved one because of the system. The system just shuts down the minute that you have a pre-diagnosed condition. Yeah. And often what happens with cancer, you know, people that succumb from cancer is it's not uncommon for them to have beat it once before. Right. And once that's on the list, depending on what country you're in, you have a pre-diagnosed condition, your insurers drop you. At least in Canada, we don't have that, but we have a broken system where there's hallway care. <laughs> and I had never thought I would ever see this. I think that we talked about this, friends of mine and I, the other day, 30 years ago, you used to be able to go right through emergency and with almost anything. And within like two hours, you were out of the hospital. You were looked at and gone. Not now. <laughs> no, it could be up to 20 hours. And um, it's a failing of the provinces and it's a failing of the federal government, you know, letting go of ha controlling health care. Because I think it was Jean Chrétien that dumped it to the provinces. And that was one of the biggest mistakes because they're trying to clear the budget and make it look like we had a surplus and everything else. And one of the ways to do that was to unload the most expensive um, cost out there, which is health care. Right. But for you to drive things like charity, you know, people who donate, people who donate time, energy, money into helping people with health complications and problems uh, survive or thrive is fundamental. Like it's, it's great. And it's great that, you know, being on a show like this, you can talk about it. You can segue into something so important. I mean, it's not hard for everyone to look up and see what we do. You know, they can just go to my website. You know, they've listened. They took me. The elevator pitch is like within 15 seconds. I can tell you, the Drunken Grape is a media and events company focusing on wine, spirits, beer, and mixology to bring joy to your household or your business. I mean, from there you can ask, well, how do you do that? But 
that's the summation of it, right? Or, well, what else do you do? Well, I'm now involved in helping people buy homes and properties in Costa Rica and the Dominican Republic through a couple of connections. They do the work. I just help find people. And I've taken that real estate course helps me understand what they have to go through and ask to position people for buying. So if I can do some of that, that helps. So I'm involved in some of those things. Perfect. But on a day of love, Valentine's Day, you know, and this goes all the way back. The history of this goes back to Roman times in the time of Galen, you know, with I, with uh, when Claudius, I think, was uh, the emperor. And it was a guy by the name of Valentine that was about to be executed, had wrote a love card to uh, the jailer's daughter he was attracted to on this date and said, from your Valentine. And Hallmark accentuated and built this in the 1850s and then you know it goes back to the middle ages where there was a trend to share cards to ones that you admired and were attracted to and this is how the whole trend of valentine's day gradually exploded but hallmark has turned it into i think the last time i did a whole show on this and the last time uh, and i presented wine as well you know something like a big bold uh red malbec this is a katina this is uh what is this? Uh, Lunluda Malbec, but it comes from one of their vineyards in Mendoza. Mendoza produces 65% of Argentina's wines. And this is old vines. So the vines have been there 30, 40, 50, sometimes 100 years. You're getting grapes, like delicious wine from it. These are awesome wines to share on Valentine's Day, you know. They have it with a nice box of chocolate. Um, the richness and the tannic structure of this red wine would go so well with dark chocolate. And I, I was just say, like, what kind of chocolate? Dark. Wow. Okay. I would say dark, definitely dark. Um, because the, you know, there's a bit of an astringency that goes with tannins. Think of black tea in your mouth. There's a bit of bitterness. That's how you measure tannins, tannic structure mm -hmm. in wine. Um, that will go with the bitterness of the chocolate and will complement each other. Wow. You know, if you get into milk chocolate, it's sweeter. I'm going to be reaching for a Riesling or something with some sweetness to it at that point. Or ice wine, if My you really jam. want to go sweet. Yeah, oh, that and is in country. <laughs> so on a day of love, think of things that bring joy and love and happiness for the time we have. And, you know, uh, the podcast, The Drunken Grape, The Business, uh, helping people find a um, forever home or a luxury home or a vacation home and a foreign destination brings joy to people. I just... It's funny, I never really thought of it to now, but most things I do focus on and everything I do focus on that powers my passion seems to tie love and joy into it. I think it's so crucial. So now we should W the Mr. Joy. <laughs> you're no longer Rob, you're Mr. Joy. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so do you, because I want to know, because that's why I brought you on, because I'm, I'm, I always think. So do you have um, like connections with these wineries then? And then you just like, in order to have a party, you just purchase their wines and then you have the person doing the party? Um, it depends. So some of them I do. So there's some good wine re reputation. I, I certainly have a good relationship with some wineries out there and breweries. Um, these ones are built on real terms. The way we built our relationship is the way I build my relationship with them. Not everybody sees it that way. You've got some wineries and breweries that are just out there for the transaction. Hey, okay, what am I going to make? What am I going to get? No, I'm not donating that. I don't see any money of it. And I'm like, well, then, you know, screw off then. You know, I just, uh, I'm not going to deal with you. Right. Um, a lot of times 
I'm an agnostic, so I like to give flexibility uh, to it. The client should dictate what they, you know, if they want to do wines of Argentina, well, I'm not really married to or have any connections with Argentinian wines. That's like so far away from this part of the world. We're in a different hemisphere at that point. Right. I'm sure I can make some calls and make some things happen. And, you know, I've got high up friends that are masters of wine that would help me do that as well in the wine world. But it's, um, I like to be agnostic. So, I like to curate things that suit the portfolio. And then oftentimes I will write to the winery after I've bought it. Say, listen, I've got a party coming up. You know, is there anything you could add or would like to do to accentuate the event experience? Well, people like Norman Hardy wineries, I know he's gone some, through some challenges of misallegations or harassment that he was cleared of, you know, so he went through that challenge and he's a good guy and he's a good wine, brilliant winemaker, the best winemaker in Prince Edward County by far. Um, it doesn't even, there's not even a close second to him. He put Prince Edward County on the map. Hats off to people like him. Anytime I've asked for something from him to help out with an event or help with a client's needs, or they love his wines, he sends bottles. Wow. And I'm that able to gift amazing. them. Yeah. So if they love his, uh, his County Chardonnay, which, you know, Yancis Robinson, a master of wine, rates this as one of the best Chardonnays in the world. He's got some of the best Pinot in the world. When a master of wine who was the queen's cellar guide, I'm not sure if she does the king's cellar now. She probably does. But she's in her 70s, so she's closer to Charles' age. But she is the queen of the wine world, literally, quite mm. literally. Right. And, you know, she's kind of an old hippie prof like personality. She's pretty cool when you listen to her talk. And when she rates wines like Norman Hardy's wines so highly, mm -hmm. and Norm knows this, yet he's humble enough to just say, Yeah, Rob, you know, here's a couple $60 bottles of my wine. And I said, Yeah, I'd like to gift one. I've got the client buying like 20 of them from, you know, the LCBO or from you directly. It's, <laughs> can you do it? A lot of them are really good that way. You know, locally, there's uh, Floral Hall Brewing, David Longbottom, for instance, anything I've ever needed out of him in this area. He's been awesome. There's a few others that have given pretty good support over the years, too. You know, Creekside Wineries, uh, Andrew Howard's always been a joy to work with. I uh, think shout out to some people that are particularly in my area and neck of the woods. Um, on the greater side of things, you know, my friend Jennifer Simonati, Brian, one of the best brightest wine minds in the world today. She's a master of wine. Um, she, her and I are friends. Thanks to social media. We formed a relationship. She goes, I go, wow, you're an MW. I can learn a ton from you. She goes, well, I know nothing from about beer and you seem to know a lot about that. I can learn something from you. So we connected and we've become great friends and anything I've, I love her because, you know, she's in the stratosphere in the world of wine knowledge. Like it's incredible just how deep and how much she knows. But what's even more incredible is the love and the humble and the humility she brings when she runs her master uh, wine online classes, with training MW students to become MWs like her, or people who just want to get a better professional feel or the aficionado that just wants to learn more about professional wine tasting, what goes into the world of wine, what comes into a glass. Right. She's always been willing to help too. I mean, so... Going back to that, community is so key. I just have a podcast coming up with a guy named Sean Frost, who's a realtor, a musician. He's quite successful, owns his own realty investment company, his own uh, construction company to help out with everything as well as selling homes. He's in the Ottawa area. We talked about community in that podcast. And it's coming out in the next day or two. It's going to be before Friday. It'll be live. 
that'll be shared on LinkedIn, social media, you know, Facebook. What you do here with the show, I must say, I love because you really bring community together. Thank you. And that's I, yes. huge. <laughs> I, I, I bring community, I bring the connection, and I also bring the subjects that no one wants to talk about. So, or that shy away from, and I'm not that type of person to shy away from too much or if anything. And maybe that's why sometimes I got a target, but I'm okay with that. I know, um, I know who I and deserve. And me and too, I've rattled, okay yeah, me too. I've rattled some waves, some supposed big wigs, even on LinkedIn, you know, that man, I had one guy try to tell me how much better of a psalm he was on the way out of me cutting him off because I called him out on being in an engagement pod and I laughed it off. I'm like, dude, say what you will. I'm just going to, I'm just going to block you and move on. Good luck with your three day course when I've spent, you know, multiple years studying. It's not even, we're not even on the same stratosphere, but I'm not here to brush egos. I can just humbly walk along because I believe in me. You got to believe in you. And for the viewers out there, don't try to please everybody. Be yourself. Create your tribe Love don't be it. shy to do it and connect with rob all over there on the linkedin and myself as well if you haven't yes. already if you're watching this on youtube or facebook and you're not watching it on linkedin you go check us out over there rob it's been a pleasure having you here uh we'll definitely yeah, have I love this today this is great this was especially on valentine's day go check <laughs> rob out at uh thedrunkengrape.com. It is in the show notes, but it is in the comments as well. Go check Rob out. Give him some love. I know Peter Peter Clark gave you love on the post. Oh, what a guy. I hope his live show comes back because it's easily, I I think, is one of the, he has definitely is one of the premier live shows I've ever watched on LinkedIn. His studio, yeah. he, he just reminds me of Bon Jovi with, uh, you know, rock star charisma. He's quick, yes. he's bright, he's engaging, he's worldly. He's humble. He's a loving cat. Like big shout out to Peter Clark. Uh, come back soon, brother. If you haven't done it, um, your media Absolutely. presence is loved. Um, and your sense of community is loved too. Like you, he's a Calgarian. Uh, I think he's, he's our West coast Canadian buddy or West Western Canada. He's not quite West coast, but he's our, he's our Western mountain friend. Yes. Yes. Big love and big shout out to Peter Clark. Peter, Peter Clark and I've been talking off and on for the last year and built a relationship that I, I'm just like, guys, I'm actually friends with Peter Clark. And he's, just, he's the most humblest guy time. ever. And he's just great, like, Oh, come great. on. I'm just like everybody else. And I'm just like, you have no idea. You're like the God in our world. And of, he's, live, he's, of live broadcasting. Oh yeah. Like he's, yes. He's just epic. And, you know, big shout out to him. He went out, he went through some hard stuff too, man. Like uh, he lost his dad and he took care of him and he took care of his dad where, you know, we're not young. We're in our, like, I'm in my fifties. Peter's probably in his sixties. You know, it's uh, you're looking at late fifties anyway. And your parents at this stage are into their eighties or nineties when they're checking out. And yeah. it's a lot of work and it's a lot of heartache because of all the love and joy you had with them. And like, man, for people like Peter, people going through anything hard, you know, reach out too. I mean, beauty of these shows and the beauty of being on these platforms, it's honestly not all about business. Business is really, you can read what I do. You can read what Dorothy does. You can read what anyone does, especially on LinkedIn, because it's like a, partly a resume online, you know. Um, the fundamental key here is to bridge community and relationships. Good things happen from it. Listen, I've gotten courses. I've gotten a book. I've gotten business deals out of this. 
Mm -hmm. I directly monetized it with 17,000 and changed followers and subscribers. And I stopped really trying to drive the following a long time ago. One thing I want to do is I just want to tighten up my community. Because, mm -hmm. you know, once you get a few thousand people, you have a community. Just tighten it up. Yeah. You have a rock yeah. solid community. It's far greater than having massive numbers that are just pod driven or, you know, falsified or paid for. Like you're saying with our, uh, our channels. Hey, I can help expand your YouTube channel. Yeah, but I've never met you and we don't know each other. And I would never give you money when I have no clue of what you're doing. And, and yeah, you what's know. happening? What, what happens when I stop paying? What happens mm -hmm. to my subscribers? You're like, they're going to go. I mean, it's all bot driven anyway. It's all AI driven, those services. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's just like, I want, I want organic. And oh, yeah, yeah, we got that. I'm like, that's not what, though. You, you, what do I do? You don't even know what to do. Yeah, look <laughs> at Tim Soon with Perspectives of Cancer. Look at Brian Schulman and Nancy with Shut Out Saturday and the new show they have coming up. That's all organic. These these people are these are also awesome producers. Um, what's the name? DJ yes, Durrett. Uh, is she still around? Uh, she was great I too. So. She was on Monday nights, but around the same time I do my Monday night show, so I can never get her Monday night show. A big I'm shout out to DJ. There's some really good people on this platform. You know, if their names come across your desk, connect with them. You know, they're yeah. real. They care. Exactly. We care. And on this Valentine's Day, much love to everybody. We got to wrap this up. We both have a date with our significant others. Yes. I've got wine in the fridge. I'll yes. Remind me after tonight, I'll connect you with a winery that's down here. Uh, there's yes, a bunch yes of sure. Please do. Awesome. And, but I'm friends, friends with one of them, one of the sellers anyway. So I'll connect Fantastic. you after tonight. Tonight's all about being with our significant others and spouses. So much love to everybody. Thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the show. Thank you to everybody that is that is watching or catches this on the replay. Much love to everybody. And thank you so much, Rob, for coming on. Man, you, 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 what a positive experience today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dorothy. This was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Don't forget, stay unstoppable in all that you do. And same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.